0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're gonna meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me. And I am very excited for you to meet them. Uh, Now, so for the the loyal uh, listeners of MANA, you know that most of the guys that you've met on this podcast over the last four seasons have been guys that uh, I've not only um, uh, already met, but uh, they're guys that I tend to know pretty well. Uh, But today, I'm really excited uh, for all of us to meet a new friend of faith uh, as part of our uh, our Mananimity uh, mini-series. Huh? How about that? Uh, Brothers in Faith that I don't know yet, but will be brought out of their anonymity, get it, that's the mananimity, uh, for all of us to know. Uh, so, and and today's guest, oh, I'm so excited for you to meet him. Get ready uh, to get, uh, I think, to get a little motivated uh, because today's guest is an award-winning speaker and author of several books, actually, including uh, Going North, Tips and techniques to advance yourself. Um, another book called Stay the Course The Elite Performer's Seven Secret Keys to Sustainable Success. Uh, and he's a contributed author to uh, my favorite title, I think that I've heard in a long time, uh, a book called Crappy to Happy <laughs> Sacred Stories <laughs> of Transformational Joy. Oh, wonderful. Uh, he also hosts uh, a popular uh, podcast called Going North. Uh, and the reason I know it's popular is because it's a top rated self-help podcast. Uh, in fact, I think at one point in time, it was like one of the top 10, uh, motivate, uh, self-help podcasts, like in the world or something like that. So this is a big deal. Um, anyway, it's a podcast that interviews authors from all over the world. Um, this is my favorite part. His mantra is advance others to advance yourself which sounds to me a whole lot like that second greatest commandment, uh, according to Jesus, if you, if you look up Matthew 22. So, uh, no surprise, uh, he's, he himself is a man of faith who, I'm guessing, uh, as we're going to discover here more today, uh, probably finds a way to live and inspire faith in others through his everyday, ordinary ways. So, let's all meet today's uh, no longer uh mononymous uh mana man mr dom brightman hey dom
1: woo my man jeff how's it going man
0: <laughs> really good really good thank you so much for for being on mana and uh and 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 coming out of mananimity here <laughs> that's kind of corny but uh <laughs> and, but i'm really excited i'm excited to meet you i just uh, as we said a little off air i just love your background i love what you do and i'm really excited for the for the listeners of mana to get to know you uh, a little better as well. So, 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 Hey, let's, let's actually, I'd love to actually start with that awesome mantra, uh, you know, advancing others to advance yourself. And we'll, we'll talk about what you do, or your day job and your upbringing all that kind of stuff. But I'd love to know starting there, how, how, where did that come from? Cause I, I, it's like i mentioned to me, it, it, it seems very sort of, you know, faith. You know, Christ inspired, but is that something that just you've always kind of operated with? You know, as a as as a young guy, or is it something that you developed uh, a little bit uh, later in life as you were helping you know other people kind of find their motivation and kind of find their purpose?
1: And that's a great question, and and that's literally a great question because no one ever actually started. An interview with me with that actual question. Yes, indeed. It's always good to say It's a good question. Give a reason why. Because some people say good question, and that's just them trying to find for answers. But the answer, (laughs)
0: right? It's a stall, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But funny enough, that phrase actually came from a small little book written by a guy named Wallace D. Waddles. I think it was like back in the. Early 1900s called The Science of Getting Rich. And in one of the chapters, it was called The Advancing Man Philosophy. And it mentions how an advancing man is someone who doesn't always focus on business. He focuses on, on how he, or in this case, how they can help others in business. He puts himself to the back burner and he focuses on helping other people and how he or she can help them advance in life. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I read that at least a chapter at least twice over and that led me to two areas one with the classic motivational speaker zig ziglar who was also an extraordinary man of faith who's no longer with us with this classic quote of you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want as well as what you also mentioned one of the greatest commandments on earth given by jesus like love thy neighbor as you love thyself yeah. and It just, after reading that and able to combine both of those philosophies, I'm like, wait, advance others to advance yourself and Christ himself. He lived that mantra himself on this planet Earth. Like he came to Earth to be served. I mean, not to be served. Sorry, sorry. He came on Earth to serve, not to be served. Sorry, let me get (laughs) that part. Let me get get that (laughs) part. Like, oh, man. Like, look. Jeff, you're like, all right, Doug, you're doing good for four minutes. Now I got to cut you off. You know, wait a second. I'm just quoting Bible already. Right, but not. But, uh, there's, yeah, that's really where it really was inspired from is just that one book just leading me down to the chain of those two other philosophies combined and both from realize, wait, this is really just yeah. a Christian principle. Like, heck, a lot of principles for dynamic living come from the good book itself. That's yeah. the thing. Like, all the self help. Is great and all, but really if you look in the Bob, you can find just about all the principles in that book.
0: So true. So true. So how did you get into the field of of kind of self-help and helping others, you know, kinda of, kind of find their find their way? Um, is that something you knew from a young age you wanted to do? Or was does that, that something that you again kind of developed a little bit later in life?
1: Uh yeah, I'd say it developed a little later as in like probably Right after high school, near the end of my college semesters, like I had like like two semesters left to go, and then 2012, the classic year where we had one of our classic end time prophecies, where all that really <laughs> happened is that we lost Twinkies for a month. So you know.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, exactly. and you know, and like, all of those, and all of those end of time things, I'm always like the last one to know. Like I'll find out like the day that it's supposed to be, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like nobody told me you know and all the Twinkies are gone so I'm (laughs) good yeah
1: isn't it funny how that works it's like especially those Christian believers it's like oh yeah so they they always forget the scripture where it says no man knows the day or the hour they always forget Mm -hmm. that part I don't know why they forget that part (laughs) but yeah um but yeah so that wonderful year actually helped me to realize you know what because I had a few setbacks that year because 21st birthday got into a car accident and a month before my father we've discovered that he had alzheimer's because he went out to drive his truck like usually does but he went missing for 36 hours and he ended up in a small town about a good i'd say 36 miles outside of baltimore we're like how the Mm. heck did you end up there man and really just those two things that really just helped me to realize wait a second something has to change and in our lives as we go through this faith walk like something has to change like god he may change not because he is the one who created this whole world and this whole planet but as we grow and as we get better we hope that we get better by actually taking intentional action so that was really just a decision to really make a change and make take intentional action to do something better for my life and that led to reading Books from John C. Maxwell and Brian Tracy, and quite a few other people, and becoming a dynamic reader and just loving reading again.
0: That's so cool. So, so you know, because I've I've had a chance to listen to your to your podcast and how you're so engaging with with your guests. And so, it's obviously something that you've been blessed with this ability to connect with people. To I would imagine when you're working with people, really bring out you know kind of their best. How much of it for you? you know cuz you know obviously you're operating with a really strong you know sense of faith and 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 you know the holy spirit working through you but how much of it for you back back if you rewind back to 2012 and even today how much of it is intentionally almost like you know um a sense of ministry or um is it just sort of this it's just kind of an undercurrent. You know what I mean? It's just more of just, you know, kind of who we are. It's just, this is what you get when you work with Dom or is it, or is it intentional? You know what I mean? Like if people are working with you, do they, like, oh, that's right. Okay. Dom's the churchy guy. Yep. Okay. Which is fine. But I'm just wondering where, how does, how conspicuous does faith show up in, in the work that you do with others?
1: I'd have to say it's probably somewhere in the gray. So I guess that, well, that again, yeah, that's kind of a conspicuous color within itself, the gray, <laughs> when you think about it. But um, you have to say it's definitely in the gray because one of the questions that folks usually ask me a lot of the time is like, man, are you really this happy all the time? And if so, like, what caused it? And that's usually one of those evangelism moments because, like, uh, like, even though the Bible is the greatest book on the planet Earth and it's a bestseller every year and it's been translated more times than they're probably this whole country has human beings is the fact that like we are going to be the only Bibles that people see Mm. that will, that folks are going to decide to see for a while. And people are watching you. It's not, it's not only just the wristwatch, like people are watching you, whether you believe it or not, especially if you carry that wonderful Holy spirit with you, because folks are going to sense that something's different about you. And eventually Folks are gonna come to you and ask questions, and that's your opportunity to evangelize. And you mentioned in the intro that you're kind of like the guy let's keep to himself, and I too am that way. Funny enough, evangelism really isn't one of my strong suits in terms of the at one point when it's just going out and just spreading the word word of Jesus, like I had to really ask someone else, heck, Mm -hmm. who was actually Mormon, like any tips on what you do? Mm -hmm. And she gave me some tips, and then after a while I realized, wait a second like evangelism doesn't have to be really carrying a 10 pound Bible in your hand and reading it to random people and cracking them over the head with it. If they're acting stupid, like it's actually the life you live, the people you serve and heck even the way you carry yourself through the communication and through social media, just through your whole life in particular. And that's another reason why vulnerability is a buzzword nowadays. People want someone who's vulnerable about, their life, and when you just really carry yourself in a certain way, folks are going to be curious. After a while, then they'll ask you questions, and then there—that's your chance to give them an answer. And for those who may have trouble with evangelism, just see the word evangelism for its proper term: giving someone good news. There's this mm-hmm. guy named Ka- Guy Kawasaki. He used to call himself Apple's evangelist because he was going around giving people the good news of Apple. So, like, if he can take a term that's usually a sign of Christians. When you think of that word and use it for business, yeah. why can't we Christians use it for that philosophy and be like, Hey, we're just sharing good yeah. news here.
0: Yeah. Oh, I just, I love that so much, Dom. It's it's almost like, it's almost like you were, you were, you were with me over a year ago when, when we were conceiving the idea of manna, cause that's exactly what this is. It's, it's, it's sharing exactly that kind of perspective and that, and that story and the way that you live that, that, you know, um, and I'm so not very literate when it comes to this stuff, but I feel like, you know, Jesus will get, he'll, he'll get out. He'll get out, uh, you know, in the cracks of your, of your conversation. He'll get out in the essence of how you live. And like you say, for a lot of people, we're the only Bible that they're going to read. And so it's how you live that will, that is a form of evangelism. And and to, so to not shy away from it, you know, not, don't be um, intimidated uh, by that word, like you just said, it's just, it's sharing good news and there's no better news. So I oh, I just love that so much. Hey, did you grow up in a, in a pretty uh, religious family? Like were you guys uh, churchy growing up at the, at the Brightman house?
1: Oh yeah. You could definitely say churchy indeed. I grew up in a black Baptist church growing up. <laughs> okay. Like, like every Sunday, 830 to like <laughs> oh sometimes 3:30. Sunday I'd be at church. <laughs> yeah cuz um my father he was definitely into faith. My, my mom, she's all she's always praying every morning. She's always been a spiritual person. She also grew up a church girl. My father himself, his his father, my basically my grandfather was a pastor, but my father himself, he strayed away a bit because of his time in service cuz he served in World War II and in the Korean War as a paratrooper. And after his time there and after meeting my mom, he really decided to find a church of his own and he found Christ again and he was able to get himself back into the faith and he wanted the same for me. So every, like every Sunday we go to Sunday school together and go to morning worship service together. And even for, a short time he was one of the trustees of the church helping to count the money for the rest of the church after everybody's going home so basically staying <laughs> there yeah, yeah. all day and heck even sometimes afternoon and evening services too so I do have the background but the thing is like your background isn't always going to be where the final ground is for your future because your faith you have to you really ride on your own coattails. You can't ride on the coattails of your family just because you're raised in the faith. You have to really seek it out for yourself because myself, I was raised in it, but I really didn't truly give my life to Christ until I turned 13 because I was baptized a year earlier because my mom wanted me to become a member of the church. But after doing some more deep studying and things like that, I realized, wait a second, I actually truly didn't dedicate my life to Christ. And that was April 4th, 2004 which yeah. is my goodness, like 17 years ago. So really realizing like, Hey, you gotta really have the faith for
0: yourself and really do your own yeah. self-examination. So sure, And I love that, you know, the date, oh, I, I I was teasing our, our girls, you know, that, uh, that and, and, uh, and I have to admit when I, when I brought this up to them, I did not know my own either, but I'm like, Hey, do you guys remember, do you guys know your baptism day? You know, like everyone knows your birthday, you know, your kind of birthdays, <laughs> Christmas, of course, you know, I got that on the calendar for, you know, the whole year. I said, but you know, your baptism, um, it that's, that's, that's pretty important day. And uh, I love the fact that you remember that day, uh, for, for yourself. What, um, so it sounds like your dad was really influential kind of growing up with those kind of formative years, but you're absolutely right. As, as you, as we all age, you know, people come into our life that continue to, To kind of inspire us and shape us who were some of the other guys because this is uh manna after all uh men of faith who are some other um men in your life as you were growing up um you know you talked about college maybe afterwards who are some other guys that really have been there for you to kind of really help kind of shape your faith life
1: uh there's a couple there's another guy he was a sunday school teacher mr robert james who is still alive and i'm grateful for him because he taught me two life lessons from his own life. And one of them was the magic word. And heck, let's play a quick little game. So any guesses on what the
0: magic word is, Jeff? Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, 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 please? I don't know. I, I know. I, this is, I'm supposed to be asking you the questions. You're about. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it might
1: make it interactive for the listener, too. But, it, but please is a good guess. But it's actually the magic word of no. Oh, and yeah. The reason why he said that is because when he first uh, joined the church I was a part of, he kind of fell into the volunteer quicksand because he was saying yes to everything and he burned himself out. He was too busy doing church and not taking care of himself. And that's one of the reasons why self-care is such a major thing all over the world now, because folks have been neglecting self-care and self-love, like, hey, like love your, love yourself, right? In terms of the way Christ loves the church. So it's like self-love involves making sure that yes, say yes to opportunities. It's always great to help out people, but every once in a while, use the word no. It's a a one word sentence that'll definitely pay off in the future. That way you can actually keep your body rested so that way you can be in that peak performance state.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That, that, I, I love that. And you're right. That that wouldn't, that wouldn't be the word that you'd think of, you know, but you're absolutely right. You can't, it's kind of like the, when you're flying and the, uh, God forbid anything goes wrong, you're supposed to apply the mask to yourself before you can, uh, can help others. So that's cool. <clears throat> well, Hey, we, um, um, we are at a, uh, uh, the fun segment of our, of our show here, Dom. So we've got, um, for as long as we've had these episodes, uh, the conversations are always varied. I mean, they're always kind of rooted in, uh, regular guys with, with, uh, with great faith, but, um, but there, we, we ask every guest, uh, the same three questions, uh, to end each episode. And so, uh, so you are no different, uh, Mr. Brightman. So we're going to start with fun segment question number one, which is if Jesus uh, knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out with you for the day, you can do anything you want with him. You got him for a whole day. Uh, What are you going to do with Jesus? Man, that's a cool question because it's like,
1: oh, man, it's bigger than the whole prayer, Holy Spirit thing. It's like he's physically in
0: yeah. you know, it's a human
1: form. <laughs> it's like, man, I hope he's got dreadlocks. <laughs> <know that>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. But, yeah, it would basically, my goodness, like, heck, I'd probably record a podcast with him, to be honest. Like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, uh, that's, your, your listenership would
0: spike, I guarantee <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, "Wait, really? Like, really? You you really had Jesus on your podcast? Yeah, man. And he had dreads. Heck, he we we even had coffee together. He he apparently likes it black with honey. It's it's good stuff. Like it, it's it's great stuff. But yeah, coffee podcasting and um heck even probably just asking him a whole bunch of questions and just having a notepad too, just listening as well. And that'll probably be the major thing because. Cause I'm, I'm pretty much a keep to myself sort of guy. It's like, Hey, um you know what? Another thing I might do
0: zip lining. That'll be another thing. That'll be just
1: random. Oh, as fine.
0: Heck. Yeah, sure. That's, what's great about this question. Though. You get, we've had, we've had answers, everything from ice fishing to, you know, just going for a walk or, uh, or, uh, hunting and, uh, zipline. Hey, that, that, that you're our first zipline, but I love it. That's, that's great. All right. Fun segment question. Number two. Um, if you could go to church uh with any other guy, living or dead, uh famous or not, you could know him, you could not have known him, doesn't matter. Just the only requirement is uh the only two requirements is it's gotta be a guy and you gotta go to church. Uh who are you gonna bring to church? Uh,
1: you know what? I'd have to say it would be the professional wrestling legend Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it would probably wow. be him because His story of overcoming adversity and overcoming a drug addiction and like overcoming a career ending back surgery to come back in the early 2000s and having probably arguably the best years of his career after coming back when he was already considered to be at the top of his game when he left, like to be able to share with him and just to say, like, dude, I went to church with one of my freaking like man crushes here Mm -hmm. and like, like that would be definitely awesome. And especially a fellow man of faith too. And heck it, especially if it was down in Texas and he likes to wear cowboy hats. I probably, well, then again, we probably just take it off for going to church, but you know, That'll be worse. Yeah, or
0: I was thinking you could you could do a little time travel. You you could actually take him back to when you were growing up, go back to the Baptist church where you got the whole day with him. You know, you start at 8 30 and then you can hang out all day, you know, um with Sean. So that's great. All right. Fun segment question number three. Uh last question. If uh and this is gonna be a little unfair just given your line of work, because I'm sure you've given so much advice to so many people, um, not just young men, but again, since this is manna, the question is, um, if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man, um, just about basically turning into a guy like you, somebody who is, is confident in their faith. They're, they're, they're full of the Holy spirit. Um, they don't feel like they have to be standing on a street corner, you know, with a sign saying, you know, you know, evangelizing in that sort of like almost caricaturist way, but just living a really confident. Solid life of faith. What would be that piece of advice that you give somebody, uh, a younger man?
1: Yeah, you're definitely right. It's another hard question because it's like, oh man, there's so many things. But I'd have to go with. i have to say, join Toastmasters. That'll probably be my mm. advice to him. Like, just join Toastmasters, nonprofit organization, like cost effective. It's probably like under two hundred bucks a year. Heck, even almost two years, to be honest. Yeah, depending on where you go. So that way you can develop yourself to become a better leader, a better public speaker and a better overall communicator when you take advantage and when you show up and contribute. So definitely join Toastmasters. If I would have joined that at like 18 instead of 23, 22, like that would have put me further along. Like now granted, I probably would have never had as much content to share and I may not have had a couple extra years of confidence, but hey, my confidence probably would have developed even quicker yeah. if I would have joined at eighteen as opposed to twenty two. So that'll be my voice. Yeah. Just join
0: Toastmasters. Yeah, cool. Get that. Get to get that confidence. Get that voice going, and then and then put it to yeah, put it to use. That's great. Well, hey, Dom uh, Brightman, and I want to encourage everybody listening to uh, check out uh, Dom's books. Uh, all 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 of them that I listed going north and and uh, crappy to happy and then check out his podcast uh, going north. Uh, I've had a chance to tune in and you will not be disappointed. So and I just want to thank you, Dom. It's great great to meet you. We are now officially about twenty five minutes and thirteen seconds into knowing each other here, <laughs> and uh, you've just been a, a a wonderful guest and a great example for all of us guys uh, to live these uh, confident. Uh, lives of faith, and uh, just really appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us.
1: Man, I appreciate you, Jeff. You're the man, dude. Thanks again for the invitation, my man.
0: Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.